0: The Radio Fam Podcast. TheRadioFam.com.
1: All right, Radio Fam. Here is our first um, panel-style podcast episode for the Breaking the Ceiling series, hosted by Jay Bell. Um, This is a digital creators panel, and again, with the digital world that radio is that again if you're still denying then i don't know why you're listening to this podcast you know because we're all about we're all about moving forward here so I, so digital social media all that good stuff you're gonna have so much stuff to learn from all these folks here we've got nia noel Aliyah faust and jr bang again hosted by j bell soak in all this information again i'm super excited about this episode i think it turned out really good and as just a reminder that you can watch these episodes um, on youtube and um, i think you can get a lot of it out of that too you know if you're a visual person we tried to edit it in a way that you know it was like a digital panel so hope you enjoy it and come back next week because we've got another great one for you thanks so much take it away guys
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Jay bell is back with Breaking the Ceiling. Um, we're doing things a little bit different this year. Obviously, last year we kicked it off. I did six interviews with different uh, radio personalities, got a lot of love for it. So me and the radio fam decided to bring it back, and we're doing it different. We're doing many panels, and my first panel here is with digital creators. Now, these three guys I worked with at Radio 1 when I was an online editor. This conversation, I'm, 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 it's going to be good. They're all digital creators. They've all worked on the digital side. They still work in there. They're also media personalities themselves. So with, I'm not even gonna hold it anymore. Welcome, my guys, here, digital creators panel. <laughs> Nia Noel, Aaliyah Foss, and Jr. Bang are here.
0: Hey, we got we got applause sound. We yes, got we got a sounder. Here you go. Another hey. one.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, that's what we gotta do for the black folks, right? One more We're gonna time. Set this conversation oh, right. For people that don't know you guys, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves, kind of run down your bio a little bit one by one. I am Nia Noel, based out of Columbus, Ohio, still working for Radio
3: 1 Urban One. Um, I'm an on-air personality for Magic 95.5, and I also um, help with a lot of digital stuff in my region been in the industry as long as some of the people that I work with have been alive, worked at several stations across the company and just kind of got thrown into digital. And now digital is my life. I'll just leave it at that.
2: Don't miss the part that you're a regional online editor. So you a boss over a couple of different markets here. Okay.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah, I am more than a couple, but yes,
2: I am. Exactly. Exactly. Aaliyah.
4: All right, my name is Aaliyah Faust. I actually currently work um, on the label side now as a marketing director for uh, RCAI and Sony Music. Um, Met these wonderful people at Radio One, where I was online editor um, in a few different markets, Baltimore, um, and then actually transitioned over to syndicated radio um, at Reach Media. Um, And that's kind of life, still doing my thing on the digital side, even though I'm not fully in it full time, but gospel goodies goody Gang. that's where i still keep my hand into the uh, into the digital space so
2: and you are also a radio personality
4: yourself yes how could i forget that that kind of stumbled into my lap um so my blog actually uh somebody noticed it and they asked me if i was interested in a, um, in a radio show in my hometown philly so i do have a show on sunday nights um on philly's favor it's called gospel goodies
2: yes and last but not least jr bang
0: well, I'm least here. I'm least here. Y'all got it. Uh, JR Bang, uh, aka JR Davis, managing editor for, uh, for, for Black America Web, Reach Media, actually replaced um, Aaliyah as she went and did her label thing and is doing a label thing. So, you know, salute to Aaliyah on that. Also, um, I have two podcasts, some do podcasts, um, First Black Champ podcast, um, host, father, husband um and anything else you can think of that's good in the world
2: and your your instagram page is always funny (laughs) yes yes so thank
0: you thank you thank you i try not to take myself seriously and have a bit of fun on that so and y'all love it and enjoy it so matt hey the power ranger thing is the the biggest thing that I've ever done, like about 300,000 people reached and, and viewed and stuff. I didn't even know that people enjoyed that video that much. So but like, that's what that's
3: always point. happens. I've noticed in the digital world, like yeah. that's when something goes viral, when you're just kind of throwing it out there, when you're trying to go viral or really, yeah. for me, that's it. when it hasn't happened. It always happens when it's just something that you just haphazardly really, organically throw out there. Oh, yeah.
2: With all the different media outlets that are out there, why did radio stick out for you to work in in the first place?
0: I, it was nothing that I was trying to do. Um, I have family in the business. Shout out to my homie, Sam Silk, my big cousin. Um, I was working in retail for years and I was doing music. Jessel so happened to do a show with him, mm-hmm. um, Family Day at WGCI. Um, I think it was 2005 um, and still didn't decide to pursue anything until around 2009. Um, graduated from the Illinois Center for Broadcasting in 2010, um, and then that's when the bug happened. So it was it was really it honestly it was really I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm mm-hmm. bored, so let's see what happens. And it's turned out to be very a very rewarding. What about 10, 11 years?
2: The stories where I hear people say, "Oh, I just fell into radio." always gets me I'm like how do you just fall into it you know like
0: I was literally it was literally I ain't got nothing else to do
4: (laughs) Yeah, I literally fell into it um like my whole thing was writing and um of course radio is journalism but um like in school when I was a kid all I ever did was everything towards writing um so at the time of just building my life to become that I didn't realize that was something I could do in radio but I also came in at a time where digital was becoming kind of prominent in radio somebody knew i was a writer and they're like hey i need somebody to look at like help me with these sites look after these sites and that's how i got into it full-time um, but even before that i was working at a radio station because um like jr i needed something to do i just got out of school <laughs> and i was like well they're looking for some promotions um assistance and i'm doing this on the side with the magazines and freelancing um, let me at least stick into the field of journalism, but again, while I was there, somebody, um, they just needed help with the the journalism side of it on digital, so that's how I got into it there, um, and I think what made me pursue it full-time is just uh, realizing how far you could actually go and reach people, um, co- because at that same time, I feel like around like that 2010 to 12 era, entertainment was kind of turning really gossipy, and I just wasn't liking what I was actually writing for, uh, these different magazines and stuff too. So I was like, at least radio, um, I could still go back to what, what I was passionate about, about actually touching people and, um, talking about things they actually cared about. Um, and obviously radio has kind of shifted into a whole lot of gossip too, but, um, in the beginning, that was the drive
3: for me. I, I'm a fall into radio person. Um, when I, I have to go all the way back to college because while I was in college, I was starting studying broadcasting journalism, University of Arkansas. I was working in television while working, you know, while in college. And I went to my professor and I was like, you know, I just really think that the university needs a um, radio station. And I just wanted to make a suggestion to him. And I went about my business, went about my life and months later I don't even remember what the time span was he comes back to me pulls me out of class I'm thinking I did something and he takes me to this room and opens the door and here's he's like here's the radio station and you're going to help run it and put it together and I'm like what this is not what I do so um, I helped Uh, put together the student ran radio station. We got paid staff. Of course, he wanted to put me on the paid staff. So I'm doing this, I'm doing television and I'm seeking my degree. In the meantime, I graduate and I move and I just start throwing my resume out there to television and um, radio and radio bit first. So I was on air at that time and then working at an independent uh, radio station. They were like, we need a website. Um, You can build it. And I'm like, I don't know how to build the website. So I literally went to the library and got HTML for dummies. And that was the beginning of my digital career with radio. Obviously I've came off air full-time and gone into digital full-time, but that's like how it all started.
2: In this day and age of social media, do you think it really is important for a radio personality or anybody that's trying to work in the media world. Break it down for those that are still trying to struggle to go viral or you know have those casual moments of you know people just following them for one little post. I will jump in and I will say absolutely one thousand percent yes.
3: Um, now in the position that I'm doing now, I'm hiring people and I one of the first things we do is we go look at we look at their resume of course. But we go look at their social because social media, even though people are giving a piece of what they want to give of themselves, you definitely learn about that person through what they're posting, what they're doing, what they're saying. And it's a good way to get a glimpse of somebody and learn a little bit about somebody. And in media, whether you're working behind the scenes or in front of the scenes, It's a very personality heavy driven industry. So it's important for them to see what type of person you are, what, what things you like, what things make you tick. And that's the type of stuff you should be sharing on social media. So absolutely. I don't understand why anybody that works in media would not have a social media. Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. And that's that's not only in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, that's outside of it. You know, we spent time talking about, you know, know how I put some of the stuff, memes and and funny moments with the family, all on social media. And I'm just the managing editor. Now, before that, you know, I you know, I did run just like you all did run a college radio station and things of that nature. But even then, I was like, I don't want to take pictures. I don't I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. But the minute I start doing those things, it it grew. And then from there, started making web series and 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 video features, and it grew even more. I remember actually I had interviewed and applied. I applied and 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 interviewed and went on and had my on-air edition for um Radio One Cleveland. And I remember people there saying well if you're doing all of this in chicago why you want to come to cleveland now my thought was because i'm gonna get paid more and i'm gonna get insurance i got a baby so i'm gonna need all of this but people saw what i was doing on social media um from hosting shows events the web series and all of that and they're like yo you're doing so much and you're showing so much on social media so that's needed for anything that you do whether on or off the camera, but all it does, if you don't do it correctly, is enhance your profile and you can monetize it as well.
4: You guys hit the nail on the head. Um, Tania's point too, social media kind of is your resume. Um, And I know when I was in like a hiring space as well, I would go on social media. If I'm looking for a digital creator, I would go on their social media and see what they're creating. So if I see you created a video and it looks crazy, that kind of tells me what you might do for us.
2: A lot has changed in radio, but you still have those old school people that think that radio personalities and digital can do it all by themselves. So I want to like kind of break down the importance of having a social media manager who properly manages and helps um, promote a brand, you know, the station's brand, as well as promoting that personality. Because we're, we're only one person. We can't be on the air, post two blogs and then post funny stuff on social media.
0: No, no, no. You can. Mm-hmm. You just have to prioritize things. You can you can post on a website and you can schedule it. You could do that before you go to work. When you get to work, you know, you want to make sure you set your appointments. You know, at 9 43, we're giving away tickets to go see, you know, the Jonas brothers. Y'all make sure y'all tune in to insert whatever stations here. Um, the social media manager is there to help you right. along that way and not only do stuff for you, but do stink do things for the station as a whole, just do know, do what you're paid to do and be impactful by doing it. I think sometimes we overthink things mm. and 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 you think that you have to have a camera here or a big production. it's just about prioritizing and that social media manager, that editor um, that digital program director is there to not only help you, Mm-hmm. But to help the station as a whole. Yeah,
3: I think a lot of it to piggyback on what JR is saying is that we do overthink it. But one thing that is on our side is if you initiate time management. Um, I think the thing about a lot of on personalities is that they think, oh, I'm on the air from ten to three, and they think that that's their their time slot to work. But really, ten to three is when you're doing a show. You have to do show prep. You have to prepare. You have to see what's trending, so you know. You have a plan for what you want to do that day but also being on the air and in the digital space knowing when it's time to shift because there's there been so many times in my career where i've had a plan and something happens and i have to shift you know you may have created this amazing reel or TikTok for the day but then sydney portier dies so you yeah. have to shift yeah. so you hold on to that reel or TikTok for tomorrow And just knowing what your audience is about and what is relatable and and what people are gravitating towards at the time can really help you in just planning out. I feel like a lot of the people in media and um, on air and creators, some of them, the thing that they're lacking is the lack of planning Mm -hmm. and actually taking strategic time to um, think about what they're going to do. And, and not just, oh, I love this sound and let me go redo this reel because somebody else went viral for it. We're cranking out content so quickly. We're trying to keep up with the Joneses and compete, but what are you doing to really strategically plan your brand and plan what you want to do on a daily basis? I think that's where a lot of us have gotten away just because of the fast turnover of content. Oh, this is hot. This is the trending sound. This is what everybody's doing now. I think we've got, that's pulled us away from the core of a lot of the things that we need to do.
2: For the overall brand and having that extra help, uh, I don't think a lot of radio companies still understand How important it is to have a person that strictly manages that, you know, social media profile for their station and how they want that aesthetic to be. So that's the kind of thing I wanted you to talk about a little bit more.
0: It's an online editor, digital program director, whatever you want to call it, that type of position. Right. Mm -hmm. You got to film, you got to edit, you got to do social media, you got to do the website, um, you got to handle sales stuff, probably. Um, You have to be a liaison, the jocks, you got to be a liaison to the program director, you got to be a liaison to the the promotions director, you have a lot of things on your plate. So if there was one person that could just focus on social media, I think it would be great for all involved, but because of radio and because, you know, that we know people, people take jobs and consolidate other jobs and, and, and to try to save a buck. You know, the the digital person really is one of the few jobs inside of a radio station that literally touches every department and and they touch it in, in multiple ways as well. So it's not just, you know, you're doing one thing, you could be doing probably five things for a department and do a different five things for another department. So it would be great if there was one person that can focus on just this, one person who did a great job at that. Shouts out to my man, Glenn Woods. um, He was at Radio 1 Atlanta. He was the social media director for Mm -hmm. Radio 1 Atlanta. and And their social media was one of the better social media platforms in the company. One of the few that was verified as well. And that was off of his work. I think he's now at Hulu right now. Um, but that's a job that in a perfect world, it could be one person that can do that, but we, we work in radio. So it's a lot of job consolidation to save some money.
3: Yeah, I agree. And I also think that, um, the, the nice thing about having one in house, if you have one at your station mm-hmm. is that that person also, uh, something that JR didn't mention is, the person to go to for finding out what's happening because social media is ever changing and it changes so quickly. They tell us on a Monday and Tuesday, they're rolling out a new product. So how, (laughs) how are all the air personalities supposed to know that, Now everybody can, you know, put a URL link in a, in a story on Instagram and you don't know that. And that is one nice thing about having that, um, digital manager, social media manager in office. They, they will know about those things. At least they should, and can relay it to the staff that things are changing. So it's a very, very important role. If anybody, any general managers are out there listening and you don't have one, go get you one because it will help your brand immensely. It will help your jocks. Um, it will help your sales. So go get yes. a social manager, digital manager, because it's just it's the li- it's the land we live in now, and it's not going away.
4: Exactly, and
2: pay them what they're
4: worth. Okay, Listen, <laughs>
3: that's <laughs> the other thing.
4: It's also understanding each platform in in depth, right? Mm-hmm. So how you talk to somebody on Twitter is not how you talk to somebody on Instagram. It's mm-hmm. not how you talk to somebody on Facebook. Some stations have Triller. Some stations have TikTok some people may even still be on Snapchat. Um, and these are all different platforms that require, um, a special attention to it. So if, if you're a job and you're relying or you're a PD and you're relying on a job and you're wondering why something isn't performing, that's literally why, because you have to tailor the content to that platform. It's important to check your messages. It's important to respond to people. It's important to, um, update it regularly even beyond that show um, is something that really requires around the clock work and that's something that people in the digital space commit to when they take a, a position like that too um, it may be a nine to five job but as a online editor or as a social media manager or anybody in the digital space you kind of take on that role where it's like if something happens at 9 p.m yes I'm off I might be in bed but that's my job to get it done.
1: Yeah.
2: Like the, the actual radio shows, you can't, like you mm-hmm. said, you can't slowly rely on a radio person, like an on-air personality to do all the posting. You definitely need that in between. Um, and I do notice that a lot with some radio stations where like Jock will post and then you won't see another post for like three or four days. And then all of a sudden there's another post from that same Jock because nobody else has posted in between.
3: The thing oh, yeah. that people forget about social media, it's called social for a reason. To make it work for you and your brand, you have to be social and you have to interact with the people. You can't post once a month, once every couple of days, especially for a brand, um, and and think that people are just going to come to you because you're the Black station in your city. That's just not how it works.
4: There has to be consistency in it. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't have like six people with six different voices trying to represent a brand or what yeah. if when it comes down to graphics people are not all at the same level of creating graphics or videos or things like that too um so that that digital person kind of just brings it all together even if somebody is doing a tweet or something or has an idea they can still be led or directed by that person in place on to how to best execute
2: you guys all hit it on the money so i hope any broadcasting companies that end up watching this pay people to- what they worth wait yeah. You guys also create on your own brands and then you have to oh. create with, you know, the broadcasting companies. How do you balance that out so that you're not getting burned out?
0: I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not even going to lie. sugarcoated I suck right now uh, when it comes <laughs> to maintaining my personal brand along with maintaining my job. I do two podcasts um outside of this um but i also have three kids all under the age of eight (laughs) then i'm married so i try to blend my personal content with the kids and the wife um to continue that but there's also other things that i do outside of the podcast and i also help out other people Mm -hmm. and then i got a job and it's not just that i have a job is no i don't have just a regular job you know i'm I mean, Nia would would call me number two, you know, sometimes. But that number two is also because, you know, number one might take some time off. So when that happens, who comes in? Probably, I would say on our team, I'm the most experienced person outside of our direct of content. So whether I was number two or not, I'm the most experienced. That's a lot of weight that's put on my shoulders. And then you want me to turn around and do a TikTok? nah it's not work like you want it to at the same time you have to prioritize that to maintain you don't want your job to be the only thing that you do you have to you have to put some side of time to make sure that your brand is what you wanted to be like i'm jealous of nia you know at the fact i'm jealous look nia because nia what nia won't tell y'all is nia's famous need to be doing fashion <laughs> stuff and i know the fashion thing is a lot on her plate she has her own personal brand that she has to take care of and then she got a deal with cleveland club columbus cincinnati and indianapolis that's a lot but she do it with a smile on her face she might be stressed and everything but she don't let the team know it she better than me i'll when turn it comes my to camera
3: that. on all right the time.
0: that's what i saying. <laughs> i you better than me when it comes to that So that's why I say I suck at it. I am terrible. My work-life balance is horrible, but I still try to make, I still try to make sure I got like five minutes or something. And that's when you get those random reels, TikToks, photos that I'll put up. And I only put them up to continue to maintain Mm -hmm. because once people don't see you after week it's out of sight out of mind and you do not want that to happen and you don't want that to happen to your station or your jocks as well so that's why all of those things are important
3: but you know what bang i feel like we all feel that way because as you're sitting here talking about you suck and that i'm doing this and that and that there i'm sitting on a whole project that i haven't had time to complete and i've been sitting on it for about six months Ah. it's this close to being done and launched Okay. But also for me, I don't know, maybe you guys can speak to this. Sometimes I just don't have the energy for my personal stuff. I have so much into the job, mm-hmm. so many people and frustrated me. I can't turn my camera on because I don't want you to see how mad I am. <laughs> And I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I don't want to talk anymore. I don't want to open my Mac. I don't want to touch my iPhone. So there are things like this personal project I'm working on that I've been sitting on. And that just, I just need a little bit more time to complete. So there is burnout and I was majorly having it right before Christmas around my birthday time. Actually the day before I had PTO scheduled, I texted our director of content when I was on PTO and I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize how much I needed this because I was ready to murder some people. And it wasn't like anything was any worse at that time. It's just, I was I was here, I was so full and we had been working so hard and covering for other people you know we're in a panini people been sick so we're covering for other people when they're out sick and doing this that and the third I was just tired so burnout is real and I don't I don't even know if it's avoidable but I think you can work with it by like JR said taking some time to do something for yourself and not necessarily worry about let me film it let me take a picture let me do this like this afternoon, I'm going to do something for myself when we're done here. And I just feel like we really get away from that. And we have to because that's going to help balance it and not burn yourself out as maybe as quickly.
2: That makes a lot of sense. I know, like for me, at the end of the year, I took two weeks off of social media. How? I just completely didn't touch it. I didn't even look at it,
0: man. You you I can't. And it's not that I'm addicted. It's just that you know, I have to maintain my other content. And that's 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 the thing about my position as such, because I got to maintain my other content. So my vacation from my job enabled me to throw up an extra video or two for my podcast that ain't stopping when I'm on vacation. Like mm. I'm, I'm working working the podcast, can't go on vacation at the same time.
3: But here's the thing um, that we could also probably all four of us think about and working towards is with the personal. Having some team members or something that can kind of step in and help a little bit, or even that planning a little bit, so you can have a a little bit of that time off, like Janelle had. So, if that's handing something over to a partner or somebody that's helping you maintain, or working really, really hard before you take that time off to where you can schedule some stuff, we owe that to ourselves. And I think we need to try to all four of us Mm -hmm. press that so we can have that luxury of a little time off whatever that time is you choose whether that's a week two weeks a day
4: I feel like it'd be hard for anybody to master it but I'm learning work-life balance right so I think it's literally a matter of just putting your foot down even when that comes to yourself or to your work um because if you don't your body will make you but
3: you yes.
4: just have to decide that seven o'clock no matter what i'm shutting it down unless it's breaking news um that's something i had to decide to do and be okay with because in the digital space too like with hard work is like we don't want to miss a beat but if you're the if you're the end all be all there which is why you pds it's stuff should maybe hire two people um that's true. <laughs> a team Yes. Like nice. you, you can't expect to be 100 when you're just one person for a whole brand that may mm. require realistically three to five people um because realistically, in other industries, there are digital departments. There's not one person,
1: yeah.
4: um, in a whole digital department. But what I did for myself is um, literally just making sure I cut it off at a certain time. I have a consulting company where I work with other brands and help them like in their digital spaces. And I have to decide that, okay, I'm going to get up two hours early during the week so I can get this stuff out of the way do my full-time work stuff, have my evenings open. And it's a little harder that way, but I also have my weekends free and clear too, unless something is like breaking or super important. Um, So I feel like it's like, it's a little give and take of sacrifice, um, maneuvering it around and prioritizing. Um, Cause some things you might just have to say like, yo, I can't, not today. Um, And that's okay. Um, Because again, we can't be 100 for everything. And I think that's where the burnout um, begins this trying to be 100 to
0: everything. I will say that 2022, my 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 word of the year is boundary. That's the one thing that I'm learning on all on all levels too. Because you know my trek went from moving like I got married on Valentine's Day and moved the next day.
3: I would murder my husband. <laughs> he says I
0: get and, and get married on Valentine's Day, moved the next day. And, and then a year later moved to DC. And then a year later moved to another spot in DC. And then six years later moved back to Chicago. So I've been moving and moving and moving and moving and moving and, moving. and within that time had two more kids. So there's been a lot that, that I have done for myself but to myself in what seven years so boundaries is going to be the word of the year for me because i have to keep myself in check and not only for me but you know for my family and everything and, and health issues have happened these last couple what these last year and a half that have made me go nah i i really got a hold
3: thinking about what aliyah said and then combining boundaries with it so maybe all of us can take that boundary of from 7 to 9 p.m. at night, that's my that's my quiet time. That's my hobby time. That's my cooking time. My I watch my favorite show. So maybe that's a boundary that all of us can take is that a, t- a boundary of time. Knowing this time slot is mine and then telling people that back us or help us that, hey, this is where I got to take this time of block. So if something pops, I'm really going to need your help then. I think there's something we can all learn from. That And I'm I'm just putting it out there because I'm listening to all of us talk and absorbing it. And I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do that. Let's combine this.
0: Like with our jobs, you know, former jobs and current jobs, Mm -hmm. like, you know, we, we, we're family, you know, it's, it's just one of us in the building, you know what I'm saying? But when we get on a call, when we get on Slack or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's all of us. It's like, now we're Captain Planet. Now we're Voltron and now we're all connected. But the other part about that is, is, you know, we, this is a job that a lot of people don't necessarily know. Like we've all been in a building where somebody came to you and say, oh, this is my digital guru. Or, this is the IT computer per yes. way person. They, I, I don't think there's ever been a time where somebody's consistently got my job title right. Just like you might get one week that they say the title right, but the other two weeks is like, ah, oh, they got it wrong. So it's, it's a kinship and we've all been through it, you know. We know what a program director do. We know what a general manager do. We know what a DSM do. We know what an IMM do, do or supposed to do, an integrated marketing manager. You know, we know what an account executive supposed to do, a board up. Very rarely you get in any company, and this isn't any company, very rarely you get people that know exactly what we are supposed to do.
3: Or or what we're currently doing, or
0: what we're currently doing. So it's a, it's a it's a kinship. We know we do so much, whereas the other person can get on the phone with somebody. And we already know what it is, and and vice versa. And we already know what we could probably do to help that person too. Yeah. Um, and 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 that that conversation might not only help that person, but it might help that market too. Because, you know, it could be a falling down situation like Michael Douglas or it could be a situation where you give somebody some advice on how to do something better. And then it's helpful, like I said, for that person, that career, that market, revenue, anything, because we all we all still go for the same goals as the people on the programming side or sales side ratings, revenue. We have those same goals.
3: And can I say this too, like for anybody in the industry that's watching, we are not sitting there playing on the internet. When you walk up and you see us looking at a meme or looking at this this is not the way you do it and it's not playing we're literally we're like i can bet all four of us have been accused of playing on the internet while we're at the job
0: i don't even want to talk about mine
3: i i just don't the internet is our job we're not sitting there playing on the internet it is our responsibility to have our finger on the pulse and know what's going on i just had to say that because a lot of people think oh our digital person they just play on the internet all day Uh,
2: or they just post they just make a poster one or two posts a day and then that's it that's all you got to do. just
0: just like you don't want to play that specific song we don't want to play that we don't want to look at that meme
2: (laughs) but it's our Uh, job that's true that is true we know i know we were talking about a little bit earlier about planning content but do you personally sit down and say to myself like what am i going to post for this coming couple of weeks or whatever like i do um
3: But sometimes that it gets thrown out uh, because of life or because of events and stuff. But I do plan. um, My iPhone is my friend because if you saw my notepad, child, that's where a lot of my planning happens. Um, Or if I get inspired while I'm out or I have an idea, I I forget a lot of things. So I'll jot it down on my notepad. I have a list of things in my notepad and then I'll go back and I'll write a date next to it. Or I'll send myself an email and I can work it out later, but I do a lot of planning. but there are a lot, a few things that are, are fly by night too. I'm working on a piece of content, a little TikTok reel. Um, And it, it came from being at my mom's house at Christmas. I was literally looking around my mom's house and I came up, I was like, oh, this is funny. So (laughs) I, I, you know, shot some stuff. She's gonna kill me when she realizes what I did. But <laughs> yeah, all right.
2: <laughs> what about your bank?
3: I
0: used to, but now I don't because I got so much stuff going on. It's hard to. So a lot of the, the a lot of the best content really just fly by night. is just like on spot. Um, it, it, I think it helps because in high school I took an improv class. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, a lot of the best stuff that I've done. Is literally been fly, like on the fly. My son, I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street 3 one day. I was like, ah, let me go grab Trey. That's my oldest. Let me go grab Trey. He's never seen this. And, and, and he's just sitting there like, man, you was watching this when you was how old? You're younger than you. And it ended up being an interesting conversation with him that people liked. And it was funny. And I find myself doing that rather than, all right, today I'm going to do this, going to do that. Because it doesn't end up as impactful as I would like it to be.
3: Cause a lot of, I feel like a lot of, for you, your comedy is within your life. Cause your kids are hilarious, especially Trey. I love conversations with Trey because Trey is an old man. And when he thinks, when you, when he sees something you do, and then he got something to say about like, especially when you talking about parenting, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like, and that's just organic, hilarious content. I can't do that. I don't I have a tree. I don't have a kid. So I think if I did have a kid, I could be a lot more spontaneous, organic, or just put the you know, cause kids do funny things. So, you know, I love that you do that and it really works for you. It also speaks to creators doing what works with your life That's true. because somebody else is going through it and somebody else likes it. And even though I don't have children, I love watching JR's kids cause they're funny.
2: If you have any lasting words of advice for those that are watching this and maybe even some executives that may watch this, management, yes. share what you want to <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> I feel like we just turned this into a hiring video. Nah, um <laughs> the one thing that I believe to me to be fortunate to be in a position is that I wasn't one of those people that didn't, that grew up in radio. Mm. Like I, I had jobs, other jobs before and got the radio at what, like I think 29 or whatever. So I hear stories. Stories about people saying well I was 16 when I got this this internship so I think of things differently than other people in radio might I say that to say this this is the most fun that I've had in a job ever like this when you go to a radio station it's supposed to be fun like you, you will there be stress along the way yes but this is the most fun that I've ever had with that being said Fun can be stressful, too. Yes. So to anybody that's watching this that wants to get in digital, just manage your expectations, manage your time, set boundaries, and manage your stress. Because the more fun that you have and the more work that you do, you know, it sometimes the walls can start closing in. But when they do, just understand that the number one objective is to have fun. And to have your listeners and have your people have fun and enjoy the ride and all of those things. And be cool out here. When when the w- walls start closing in, just know and understand that at the end of the day, this is entertainment. Yeah. Everything will be fine.
3: And, you know, I, I'll add to that is that for the people in the office, remembering, yes, we are doing ratings and revenue and that kind of stuff, but also allow your staff some creative space allow them to express themselves allow them to contribute to the brands because the people that you have working there they're there for a reason and they have a talent let people bring that talent to to fruition you know um there's a lot of people that micromanage in this business because they think that they know better um and i'm out of all four of us, including Aliyah, I'm the one that's worked in this business the longest. And I'm, I'm not the person that says I know the, be- the most. Mm-hmm. Um, your longevity in the business does not mean you know the most because things change so much in this business. And you have to be open to whatever is changing, what's evolving. So really get to know your staff, get to know what they're about, have the finger on the pulse of the target demo, I can't tell you how many people in this business are outside of the target demo, but telling you what the target demo wants, but haven't even talked to the target demo. So there's just a lot of things like that in this business. And I think sometimes we have to step back and realize that experience isn't always the best tool, um, but knowing how to ask questions and having the right people around you is a great tool to bring. And sometimes you have that there and you're not using it.
4: I'm always honored for stuff like this, uh, for people even consider me to- contribute to this type of conversation. Um, I think the digital space, I worked in a bunch of different industries. And I don't know if it's just radio digital space or if if it was just where we all came from. But this digital space that we know each other from is the most connected I've ever been to a group of employees. Um, So I like, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And if there's anybody out here watching, um, digital is really a community because Because you have to stay connected all the time. And I think that's really special.
2: And I hope that people that are watching this really get it, understand it, implement it, and grow with it. Thank you for all of your time. Check you guys later.
1: Shop Radio Fam apparel, home studio decor, radio gifts, and more at theradiofam.com.